This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Mondays only mean one thing, and that's Fabrizio Romano as part of Que Golazo this week. And we talk shabby with his new presser, his latest, his brand new, his first presser with Barcelona and the journey he has ahead. Tottenham and Antonio Conte, what that means for Harry Kane in the future. The managerial musical chairs with Dean Smith, of course, leaving Aston Villa. Eddie Howe on his way, almost there officially to Newcastle United and Norwich, of course, as well as much more in Italy, including Andrei Shevchenko and his new manager role as well. Plus, USMNT watch as they return this international break. Fariccio will let us know what's going on with the American talent and the future of a few stars, especially in 2022. Fariccio Romano, que golazo begins right now. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Que Golazo. Thank you so much for being part of the family. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Que Golazo Pod, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. Please leave a five-star rating and review and youtube.com forward slash Lasso. Please smash that like button, subscribe and spread the word. We grow because you are part of the family and keep growing along with us. Right then, Fabrizio Romano, how are you, my friend? I am super fine. Thank you, my friend. Always super pleasure to be together and ready to discuss for many manager situation because it's been a crazy 10 days, seven days for, for managers. And so it's now time for new eras to start, like Xavi, Conte, and many others. Absolutely. It's the managerial situation here. There are some players that we'll discuss today, including American talent, as we mentioned, of course. But today is packed with a lot of information. And by the way, you can follow Fabrizio Romano on Twitter, Instagram, and his latest piece on CBSSports.com as he breaks down how Xavi came around to Barcelona and Antonio Conte and Tottenham as well, which we will discuss right now. Let's begin with Xabi Hernandez. He had his first presser announced to the Barcelona faithful. They were celebrating just like if they won the Champions League. It was the return of the prodigal son, of course. So let's begin with that. What were the biggest uh, notes that you took from his press conference there, uh, Fabrizio Romano? First of all, as you said, saying Barcelona fans... Happy, again, is the first point, I think. They were needing this kind of fresh air around the club, around the atmosphere in the dressing room. It's for the players, it's for the fans, it's for the board, it's for the president. They were needing this moment. So my first one is with this message from Xavi saying, we are Barcelona, we can't draw or lose any game. We have to think about win and win and win. We have to be back at top level. It's not an easy moment, but the message is so clear from Xavi. So I think in Barcelona, they were exactly needing this kind of feeling and he was maybe the only one to give this kind of impact in this moment for Barcelona. Also, if he's not a lot of experience as a manager, but he was doing great with Alsat. Of course, Barca is completely different, but the first feeling was so, so important. Then a point on, on contracts, because as we always say here, now for Barcelona, after resolving this Xavi story, this manager story after Ronald Koeman, they have to focus on new contracts. They did it with Ansu Fati and with Pedri, but Xavi confirmed that Usman 
Dembélé will be a priority, talking about contrast for Barcelona, contrast to extent because he's out of contract in June 2022 and Barcelona in this month, in November, will meet again with Ousmane Dembélé, with his agents and they want to find a solution, they want to find an agreement. He was injured again, so he's been really unlucky in the last year. This has been really not at the level of this kind of player, but Xavi said he could be a world-class player. He could be one of the best in the world in his position and we still want to trust him. We are with Usman, so I'm sure that they will be back in negotiation with Dembélé soon to find an agreement on his new contract. Same will happen for Gavi, the talented midfielder. So Barcelona are working on contracts. And then the final points, January transfer window. He said, we are already discussing with the president, Juan Loporta, on January transfer window. We will need something. We will see in which kind of positions. But I can tell you that the feeling around Barcelona is new striker. This is what is needed also because Sergio Guerrero is not available. And so Barca need a new striker for January. Sergio Guerrero is not available. You don't think. I think Luke de Jong is really a shabby type of striker. Memphis Depay really works better when he's alongside somebody else, even a trio. So our number nine is a massive priority. Are there any names that you think are, are possibly a Barcelona target or is it pretty open-ended right now? Yes, I think it's, it's, about, it's about the center striker because, as you mentioned, Luke de Jong is... Kuman player also because he's Dutch and Kuman was approving this deal. So this is why for Xavi, maybe something different is needed. It's not going to be easy on financial point. This is something to clarify because also as the president, Juan Laporta said, we have to remember that for Barcelona is not a, an easy moment on balance and financial for play side. But they're looking for, for solutions, for opportunities. So I think it will be like this. Opportunities will be the key. I don't expect Barca to sign 80, 90, 100 million players on the on the transfer market in January, but they will look for opportunities. So let's see what is going to happen. But I see a center striker and maybe a center defender if they will be able to find solutions for Umtiti or Lengle, because also in this position, maybe Barca needs something fresh, something new. The other thing that uh, Xavi likes, Fabrizio Romano, is open wingers. He keeps saying, you know, obviously he likes width in his teams as well. And you mentioned Ousmane Dembele, you know, obviously injuries are an issue. But Ansu Fati as well now, out for four weeks. We don't know how much that will help the cause. But any targets in January for wingers? I mean, Raheem Sterling keeps being a conversation. Others as well, I was, I was hearing Kingsley Coleman. Is that a target for Barcelona? Raheem Sterling has always been in Barcelona list. He was in the list also last June. So Barcelona have been always following the situation on Raheem Sterling. The point is they were expecting a different price for Raheem Sterling. And Manchester City have no intention to let him go for 30 or 40 million euros. They want an important amount for Raheem Sterling. And when I say important, I mean around 60, 70 million. So as we say, financial situation is complicated for Barca. And I think to sign Raheem Sterling in general is not going to be super easy. But as you mentioned, Xavi said he wants open wingers. Let's see how long it will take for Ansu Fati. Let's see how long it will take also for Ousmane Dembele. I think for wingers, they will decide in December, not right now, if signing some new player in this position mm -hmm. and what kind of player. For the central striker, is something they really need because Fargana is going to take time. Well, something that was interesting, you tweeted about it as you were reporting on the presser, is uh, Juan Laporta discussing about bringing the old band back. Maybe uh, Puyol was also of interest, maybe helping out in some kind of, you know, assistance, as well as Danny Alves. Uh, how much of a realistic situation is that as Xavi looks to bring back sort of the old school Barcelona to help the new school Barcelona? Yes, of course, Carles Puyol, uh, Rafa Marquez, these kind of players could help uh, more behind the scenes, of course, and not on the pitch. For Dani Alves, it's different because he's still a player, he's a free agent, uh, he's still available and he's offering himself to Barcelona since long time, since weeks, since he's available from, from Sao Paulo. And this is why 
Barca were thinking about it one month ago, but for Ronald Koeman it was a no. He didn't want it to have uh, Dani Alves in the team. Now with Xavi, let's see what he will decide. I think when Laporta mentioning this today in the press conference means that something is considered by Barcelona, but at the moment it's not something agreed. So let's see what happens in the next days. That would be incredible to see Dani Alves back to Barca. So let's see what they will decide. With Coman was a no. With Xavi, I, I think they will think about it together with the president, Juan Laporta. It was a very good her press conference. I was very impressed with Xavi. He was very meticulous, optimistic, but also realistic, discussing as well how he wants to help each player individually, mentally. It was a very good performance. And it reminded yes. me uh, of, uh, and this is a good little segue here, uh, it reminded me of how Antonio Conte does things as well, as obviously he's trying to, he had a pretty okay week, a draw against Everton, a win against Vitesse in the Conference League. Talk to me about, and obviously it's in part of your piece, but the Conte agreement of being part of Tottenham, because as we look ahead to January, and I'm still seeing Harry Kane not producing, uh, we, you know, Daniel Levy has basically said to him, look, this is what you have, Antonio. I don't know if I can give you much more. Is that what you have come to realize? What's the situation there uh, with Conte as he looks ahead to January and what possibly may come in or may come out? First of all, let me say one point on Antonio Conte. I love this manager. You know, I told you here many, many times. And you're a big yes. fan. Yep. Yes, I think I'm the biggest fan of Antonio Conte. <laughs> and I want to say one thing. It's the first time in his career that he's jumping during the season. Yeah. So Antonio Conte's team are amazing when they work with the manager for the whole preseason, starting in July and then in August, and then in September they start to perform. So he's a manager who is working on some codes for his team. His system, his 3-5-2 is taking time, and this Tottenham team is not used to it. So I think it will need some time, okay? As you mentioned, with Vitesse and Everton, it was pretty normal, good for, for Tottenham in this moment. But to see the real Tottenham of Antonio Conte, it's going to take weeks and months, I think, because they are now starting something completely different. How work hard you have to do with Antonio Conte is something completely different to any other manager. So I'm sure that it will take time, but Tottenham will be great with Antonio because he's perfect for this kind of job and this kind of challenge. Fabio Paratici, the sport director of, of Tottenham, changed his mind together with Daniel Levy, not just speaking about money because I see around many rappers about budget and these kind of things and of course money are important for a manager uh, and for Antonio as any other top manager in the world they want money they want to invest they want to pick players but it's about the power Antonio mm. Conte wants to decide what kind of players he needs and they need to build Tottenham in a different way with a winning mentality so it's not just saying I want players for 60-70 million euro or this kind of things so or this kind of strategy it's about saying I want this player or the other one. It doesn't mean it has to be a top star. Of course, he wants big players, but not only. I want to take you an example. When he was at Inter two years ago, he wanted Olivier Giroud as backup option for Romero Lukaku. It was one step away from being completed. It was a January transfer window. But someone in the board said, no, we don't want Giroud. He's too old. And Antonio was getting furious because it was a deal for two or three million euro. And in the club, they said, we don't need him. And then at the end of the season, for Inter not having any other physical striker behind Lukaku was a problem. So this means power to have the board together with you. If you want this player, we go together because you, we trust your ideas. This is how Tottenham did it, how they changed his mind, because Antonio was only prepared to say yes to Man United during the season and not to Tottenham or to any other club. He was thinking that Man United were ready to win immediately with his team, but Man United were not opening talks with Conte officially. So when Tottenham called him after Tottenham-Man United game, 
He changed his mind because they were pushing with him on this point. You will have the full power, together with Fabio Paratici, to build your own Tottenham, this Italian way for Tottenham. And this is how they're going to work in, in January. Uh, they're going to look for some new signings. I can't mention names yet because, of course, he arrived one week, again, one week ago. But Antonio, I'm sure he wants another striker to have an opportunity, another one behind uh, Harry Kane. He also wants a new centre-back because they're playing with three centre-backs now and he needs another one. And let's see also if they will be able to find a midfielder opportunity in January. But they're going to do something, first of all, on these players, the players he has available right now. Because Antonio Conte is perfect when he's working on the mind of the players. And now many players already in this team have to show that they are able to change Antonio's mind on them. For example, Dele Alli, for example, uh, Lucas Moura and many others. They have a big opportunity now with Conte. And so I'm sure they will have the chance to show how good they are. Yeah, it seems to me that Lucas Moda uh, is going to be a major part of Conte's plans, as you can see in the first week. But Harry Kane is obviously the main one. You mentioned this summer that, you know, Tottenham won the transfer window because they kept Harry Kane. Does Harry Kane, do you still feel that sentiment? Is Harry Kane still part of Tottenham's plan? Is he happy with what's going on? I would imagine so, given that now Conte, as you said, has his Italian job uh, to make sure that Tottenham keep on moving forward. Well, how do you see the Harry Kane situation? I'm sure and I'm told that Harry is super happy with his Antonio Conte appointment. Uh, mm. So he wanted this kind of manager playing a lot with the strikers. Also for Kane, it's helpful to have another striker close to him like Son or another one if they will sign another one to help with different skills. But he was needing something to support him, to not be always alone in the center of the, of the box. So he was needing this kind of system. And then look at the history of Antonio Conte with striker. He won the title three times in a row with Juventus in Italy. Uh, playing with strikers, scoring a lot of goals, and they were not top-class strikers. And then he had the opportunity with top-class strikers, also moving to Chelsea, for example. Diego Costa was incredible with Antonio Conte when he won the Premier League. Uh, and then with Inter, with Romero Lukaku, with Italian national team, he made performing Graziano Pelle, who was a normal striker and was seeming one of the best in Europe, in the Euros with Antonio Conte. So the center striker with Antonio Conte is always performing Harry Kane is one of the best in the world, if not the best. And so I'm sure that with Antonio, it will take some time. So it was not the best way to start with Everton, of course. But I'm sure that step by step, he will be top with Conte and he's super happy in this appointment. Step by step. I think that's the main key here is Antonio Conte keeps building Tottenham. All right, we're going to continue going because we have a lot to discuss, but we don't want to take too much time of Fabrizio Romano, of course, here on Que Golasso. Before we're going to take a break. Before we do that, though, there's a managerial musical chair game going on, uh, specifically in the Premier League. So let's just go quickly. One, two, and three. The first one, Eddie Howe. He was there sitting, watching Newcastle as they tied against Brighton. Everything but the dotted line. Uh, as they look to build his staff. Is that correct, Fabrizio? Yes, it's the only step they're missing to announce the appointment of Eddie Howe. They have an agreement with the manager, so everything is agreed till 2024. But they still need to complete something on his background staff. It's a matter of time, I told. During the weekend, they had some worries because, you know, for Newcastle, it's been really crazy, this manager situation with many managers approached and then talks collapsed. Now with Howe, it's really one step away from being completed. All right, the next one, uh, one close to my heart. I poured my heart out 
yesterday, Fabrizio. It's I been saw tough. Twitter. I saw your Twitter. I was following. <laughs> it's been very tough, but hey, this is the business of the Premier League. Dean Smith exits Aston Villa. He is fired. Christian Perslow and Johan Lange now looking for a replacement. The international break as we speak, of course. We have plenty more content coming this week, Fabrizio, but what do you know the latest uh, of Aston Villa as the West Eden's and uh, Nasser Sawiris look to get a new manager. Yes, they are in the process, as you said. Uh, it's not easy because, you know, the Aston Villa project now needs a manager to do the next step. And it's never easy to find this kind of manager. They're offering to Aston Villa many managers in the last hours. And this is why the race is still open. But Steve Gerrard is one of the names. They appreciate him. They think he could be the perfect name also for the kind of football they want to play this season. So this is why Steve Gerrard is in the list and it's true that they had some contacts, but it's not done yet because they still, as I said, receive some proposal of managers in the last hours from agents. And so in the next hours, they will make a decision, but Steve Gerrard is in the list. So let's see. It will be super interesting to see Gerrard back to the Premier League as, as a manager. Yeah, because this next manager, as you mentioned, needs to maintain the level of progress that Aston Villa's new owners, uh, you know, recently new owners are are hoping for ever since returning to the Premier League. All right, the last one in the Premier League is uh, Norwich City. Uh, Daniel Farker, obviously, he got that win, but uh, I think the plans were already for him to leave. So what's the latest with that one? There are a few names I'm reading, uh, including actually maybe even Dean Smith. But uh, what, what's the latest there with Norwich? Yes, it's one of the possibilities. They have a long list with names and they're going to decide uh, in the next days. They want to take their time to, to, to be 100% sure of this. While we're talking, I'm told that Frank Lampard is directly speaking with, with Norwich to see if he wants to, to take over, if he's not convinced. So he needs to talk with the board and then take a final decision. But he's speaking, he's seriously talking with, with, with Norwich. Let's see, imagine if we have Frank Lampard and Steve Gerrard after the international break back to the to the Premier League as managers. But Can they play together still, in the middle, though, Fabrizio? That's still, still going to be the question. Yes, with, with Xavi too, maybe, or Antonio Conte. We have a good form of fielders. That's a good but... five-a-side, right. Yeah, but the yes. ever-going argument with England fans is, can Gerrard and Lampard play together? Can they manage together in the Premier League now? Unbelievable. Yeah, right. Wow, that is <laughs> let's amazing. See, let's, see. let's see what happens with Norwich, but they are in the process too. Incredible. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Fabrizio Romano will stay with us as we leave uh, the Premier League and we go to his native Italy because there's some good news there as well. Some big news, including as well at the very end, as we discuss the US MNT. Que golazo with Fabrizio Romano. We'll be right back. Did you know that while over 60% of Americans dream of starting their own business, less than 20% of them take the first step? The reason? Building a business is tough. Taylor Brands is simplifying the business journey. From launching and managing to grow in your business, Taylor Brands isn't just another tool. It's your online business partner from launch to success. With Taylor Brands, building your dream business becomes an effortless experience. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, ensuring you have everything you need in one place. From LLC formation to bookkeeping, invoicing to acquiring licenses and permits, and even setting up your bank account, Taylor Brands handles it all seamlessly. And our listeners will receive 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans using our link, taylorbrands.com slash CBS Sports. That's T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash CBS Sports. So start your business journey today with Taylor Brands. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back, everybody, to Que Golazo with Fabrizio Romano. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Que Golazo Pod. We have plenty this week, including the USMNT Hour with Jimmy Conrad and Heath Pierce as they look ahead to USMNT against Mexico. And we have much, much more content and great interviews coming your way. So please make sure that you stay tuned and subscribe. Right there, Fabrizio Romano, a vital piece of Que Golazo, of course. Let's go to Italy, Fabrizio. Andrei Shevchenko, Que Golazo's first ever guest, by the way. Uh, he, by the way, returns to Serie A, but this time as manager of Genoa. How did this come about, my friend? Crazy, crazy. We were not expecting this. We were expecting the manager, Davide Ballardini, to be fired because Genoa were not performing. But we were not expecting Shevchenko to be back. In Serie A, he's more than a legend. Like in Champions League, for AC Milan, he was one of the most important players in the history. So he's now back as a, as a manager. I'm sure the game Genoa-Milan will be incredible for Shevchenko. It's in December. So on yeah, Paramount Plus, of course, will be, will be incredible. will be really incredible. But yes, it's a three years contract. Is everything signed? It's official. Uh, they wanted the manager to show, as they have a new ownership, a new uh, American ownership in general, they want to show how serious they are. They want to show that they want a modern project with a modern coach, with new ideas to bring to the Serie A. And so it's going to be super interesting. It's not an easy situation for Genoa. They have a lot of players. They had a lot of confusion with the former president who did great things, but also bad things in the last years. And this is why they need some order. And Shevchenko is a serious person. He's a good manager. He did a great job with the Ukrainian national team. So I'm sure he's an interesting appointment for, for Genoa. And first game, Genoa, Roma. Mourinho is doing not so well with Roma in the last weeks. And yes, Shevchenko in Genoa, first game. Serie A is fantastic this season. Yeah, it's going to be quite a game to watch. And you included, of course, the one against AC Milan on December 1st. Amazing. All right, let's, uh, let's move now to, uh, from a current player to, a, uh, to an act, from, from a former player to an active yes. player. Excuse me. But Giovanni Simeone, the son of Diego Simeone, is absolutely killing it in Serie A as well. Um, so good so far. Is there any interest for the Verona striker? Yes, first of all, it's, it's super surprising, let me say, because um, Josie Meone in the last season was not so good with Cagliari, with Fiorentina. He was not performing. So everyone was expecting him to maybe leave Italy, maybe try some other experience. I can yeah, tell major you. Major surprise, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I can tell you behind the scenes of Transfer Market that Olympique Marseille wanted him uh, this summer. They were considering a move for him, but Verona have been super fast because they were needing a center striker. And now he's doing great. He's scoring a lot of goals with Napoli, with Juventus, with top clubs, always at the level. At the moment, we don't have a lot of rumors about, around him because I'm 100% sure that in January he will be staying. He wants to continue with Verona. He wants to find his consistent period. And so he wants to continue with, with Verona, with the manager, the former defender, Igor Tudor, who is doing an incredible job. Yeah. Uh, but in the summer, if he continues like this, I'm sure that for Josie Meone, he will have some interest. And keep an eye on La Liga because he's so appreciated by Spanish clubs. But in this moment, it's only Verona for him. And congrats because he's doing a great job. Please go to La Liga so you can play against your dad. That would be kind of amazing. 26 years old, by the way. He's not that young, but he's not that old. He's entering his prime. So there yes. you have it. All right. Let's finish today with the USMNT, the United States men's national team, as they return to action in CONCACAF, uh, a game against Mexico 
on Friday. Uh, quite a game over here, of course, and of course after that against Jamaica. But there's a lot of talent uh, being resurfaced, of course, as the January transfer window. We obviously know about the big names that already are in Europe, right? Weston McKenney, Pulisic, Brendan Aronson, but Fabrizio, Ricardo Pepe continues to be a major talking point. Of course, we've had him. He's a friend of the show. Um, what is the latest on him? Because we keep hearing rumors about a move in January because he's ready to move on. Yes. And as we know, a lot of clubs are interested in him from Ajax. We can move to Italian clubs. And I'm talking about important clubs, uh, maybe with a collaboration. You remember that for Brian Reynolds, they were trying to do something Benevento Juventus together and mm. before he was joining Roma. And this is something that could happen for Ricardo Pepe because Inter are watching this situation. Many clubs are interested. So Italy, um, Netherlands, so Dutch league, and also also Bundesliga, because some Bundesliga clubs are so serious on Ricardo Pepe. So it will be a super race. I'm told that it's not easy because some clubs in Italy were thinking to spend eight or nine million euro, but you are not signing Ricardo Pepe for this money. So they will need more to convince Dallas to, to let him go. But I'm sure that in January something is going to happen for, for Ricardo Pepe. I'm super happy for Weston McKennie because finally, after difficult periods, he's now performing so well with Juventus. Massimiliano Allegri is always playing him as a starter, so he's back at McKenny level as we know as we know him really difficult moment for Brian Nails let me say Jose Mourinho was humiliating him last time mm. in his last interview after Venezia game he said Inter have Dumfries if Darmian is not playing Milan have Romagnoli if Kier is not playing we only have Reynolds if Karlsdorp is not playing and it's not the best way to motivate a player, but I'm sure that Reynolds will leave the club in, in January. And then let's see what happens also with another interesting boy, that is Daryl Dyke, this striker, 21 yeah. years old. Super interesting because I'm told that some Italian club is watching him so closely. And so maybe in January or next time we will talk about him too. Wow, Daryl DK from Orlando City, who, by the way, scored this weekend as well. So he's being watched by Serie clubs. That's very, very interesting. Let me ask you a final question. You may not have any more intel on this, but I, I do wonder about players like Brendan Aronson, for example. We know, obviously, that Salzburg, a very good team, but, you know, not, uh, with all due respect, uh, a team like uh, a good team would be in the Bundesliga and, of course, the Premier League. Is there any chance that you think Brendan Aronson, maybe not in January, of course, but in the summer, could move on? Uh, I'm also thinking, by the way, and I'll include there, Christian Pulisic. Okay, because obviously Thomas Tuchel has a system, has a plan. They know each other well. But, you know, I wonder if moves will be done in 2022 for either player. Yes, I think for the next summer, Arons will be one of the players to to keep an eye on. I think in January it's going to be but summer is one of the names. Also because, as is happening for many American players here in Europe, they're so appreciated, not just because they're good on the pitch, because they're so consistent, you know, they're so professional, they're super focused on football, and he's one of the players that is appreciated on this point. This is why I think in the summer, yes, he will have some opportunities to move to the top Bundesliga clubs, or maybe to the Premier League, if he will continue performing at, at good level. But for Pulisic, as you mentioned, with Tuchel, the relationship is so good, so at the moment, we don't have any signal for him to, to leave the club. A lot of clubs would be ready to move for him if Chelsea one day will change their mind on Pulisic, but at the moment, he's still under control with Tuchel, who wants to keep him, wants to keep Hudson Odoi. So Chelsea, I think, in general, don't want to let go some big players. Well, Daryl DK is definitely the one that really, uh, I, I'm enjoying that one if there's a Serie A club. Is, there, is, there, is it more than one Serie A club? Is it multiple? We are around two or three clubs, I'm told, that are following his situation. Yes, let's see. I think it, I don't know if it'll be January or if it'll be next summer, but they, they know this boy is really interesting. 
I like it. I like it. And uh, we love you, Fabrizio Romano. Thank you so much for being part of the show. Don't forget to follow him on Twitter, Fabrizio Romano, Instagram as well. And he has a great video, by the way, on the Cristiano Ronaldo situation from CBS Sports Golasso, all in the restaurant. Very jazzy, Fabrizio. We will yeah, have yeah. many others. Eh? We will have many others. We will talk also about other, other transfer stories. So, yes, it was nice. It was nice. I it love it. style. <laughs> and they fed you, of course, right? It was a free meal as well, right? Or, or was it just for the show? Yes, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> well, the next one, please do one on La Padula, and then you can go to a Peruvian okay. restaurant. <laughs> okay, okay, let's do it. Fabrizio thank Romano, you. thank you so much for being part of the family. Uh, and thank you. We always appreciate you, my friend. Thank you. Super pleasure as always. And see you soon here on Kegolas. Absolutely. Thank you so much for being part of the show, everybody. Kegolasso Pod on Twitter, youtube.com forward slash Kegolasso. We're on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, CBS Sports, and your CBS Sports app. As I mentioned, a lot of content coming your way. So stay with us throughout the week and in the future. Have a great, great beginning to your week.